far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. And home team. Listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Welcome to Josh Cohen and the Home Team on this Twin Peaks Tuesday. I'm Dean Thomas. Josh Cohen is out. I think he's still in Riviera Beach. <laughs> I don't think it's there. Where was it? He's eating. He's the French Riviera. Oh, something like that. I knew it was the Riviera something. But today on Josh Corner, the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, Josh is out. I'm running the show along with my co-host, Tina. So this is a Chris Dina takeover. And we got special guests in the house. We got Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. Oh, my in the house. Is that who that is? I could see it. You could see it. So we got the interns in the house sitting in. So, you know, I'm going to be showing out all day long. Oh, of course you are. Of course I am, because I need an audience. I now know. I got you, a live audience. You so, love an audience. Listen, clap. So y'all could clap whenever y'all want. In fact, <laughs> clap because that gives, yeah, you can finger snap because that'll give the audience listening a reason to clap as well. Oh, okay. So today uh, on Josh Corner Home Team, listen, if you got something to say, you got something to call in, 888-760-3776. That is the number to call. And uh, we're going to get right into it. So, Brooks Kepka, the latest homeboy to betray the people over at the PGA, just flat out betrayed his homeboys, the good old boys on the PGA Tour. Brooks Kepka gave him the peace sign. He did today. He said, peace, yo, I'm out. I know. I was actually kind of shocked by that. Today. Why was you shocked by that? I don't know. I just feel like it has it. I also haven't been really paying attention, like fully paying attention. But I just feel like it was kind of like a a pause between everything going on with that tournament. And wasn't there? I think there was even a tournament this weekend. And I don't know. I was just kind of shocked to see that Brooks Kepka was heading over there. But he's also like he's also kind of like the bad guy at times. Like he well, I wouldn't think that make he, it a little easier for him to leave because he is the bad guy who don't care about nothing. He's just like, yo, more money. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, like I totally could see it, but I guess I just wasn't thinking of him of heading over there. But he's gone. He is gone. Well, I mean, I think it's not official yet, is it? I don't think they announced it officially. But I but why why do they do that? They go, we're going to announce it officially. Like if you announced it, you announced it. I know. I feel like, it's like just, it's it's done. A, if it's out there, it's official. So the question, the big question is, should he have left? Would you leave the PGA Tour if you're offered more money? With this live group. Well, for me, I love a good pros and cons list. I make pros and cons lists for lots of things in my life. And if there's more pros, then why not? And I feel like, again, like if they've got it so good at the PGA Tour, they wouldn't leave. Like there's obviously, yes. And again, money is nice. I love money. Do you love money? Of course. Who don't love money? Like, it's, everything yeah. you do is for money, really. Yeah, and I feel like that's something, too, where it's like, I don't know why people are being so hard on, if you were offered more money, like, I feel like it's a common reason of, like, people leaving places because everyone loves money. But then again, pros and cons list. 
what is the pro? Like, yes, you could get more money, but are you going to be miserable over there? That's like, for me, it's like, well, if I'm going to be miserable, like I wouldn't do that even if it was for more money. So I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what's all, what all entails for this, you know, other tournament, the LIV or the live, what is it called? You're the expert. I'm the expert because I asked Stone Labanowitz about this on Thursday. I know. It's called live. Okay. Live. Do your homework. I I haven't done it. It's called live. I haven't done my homework, but I don't know what all entails of like what you receive, like how, what, what you get as being a golfer for them. But Hey, if, if it's the money, then it's the money. Well, it sounds like everything is better. I mean, it's like they, they don't get cut and you know, all kind of benefits that go along with being on this new tour and they're making a lot more money. But Tina, so the, it comes down to like loyalty. Have you ever left a job for more money? No, because I've only had a few jobs. ESPN West Palm scooped me up and they got me. So, okay, so right now ESPN West Palm scooped you up. Now, what if, let's just say ESPN Cleveland (laughs) called and was like, yo, come on over here. We're going to hook it up. We're going to give you an office. Again, this is where my pros and cons list comes out. What are the pros? What are the cons? Is it, does it benefit me, my family, my situation? Like, it's all about a pros and cons list. And what would be the biggest determining factor for you on whether you'd stay or leave? Because I'm going to tell you what mine is. I just think, again, like if it's if it works out and it's like I'm growing and it's like, you know, again, I'm moving forward and up and it's like an opportunity that like I shouldn't pass up. Like, yeah, like that's those are things that, yeah, you would take those. But again, if it's if I'm going somewhere again, like I've never been to Cleveland, Ohio, um, so I don't know, like how it is there or like the atmosphere there or what there is to do for fun there. But I also am not going to go move somewhere and possibly be miserable and not like living there. You know, like I went to the beach yesterday and I was like, I don't take advantage of going to the beach anymore. Like I used to, and we have it right in our backyard and it was such a nice day out. I'm like, I don't take advantage of this enough. And like, this is really right here. Like people come to vacation where we live and I'm here all the time and I don't take advantage of that. And you in the house chilling, not taking advantage of it. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. But let me tell you what mine is. So for me, it all comes down to the people, Mm -hmm. not even the money. It's always about the people for me. So if the people aren't right where I'm working, I'm out. Well, yeah, I think that's I'm a big out, that's 100%. A, that's a big factor. So it's not even really the money for me because like I don't I don't and I I told myself this a long time ago is that I'm not going to do anything for money. And I don't even to this day. That's why I work here with y'all. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> I don't do nothing out for money. Out of the 17 yeah. jobs you have, we know and none, that. And none of them I do for money. Like I never even ask them how much. I just go, "All right, I'll do it." Just, you know, put the check I in know, my account. I know you don't even like know what your paychecks are. I don't even know what they are. I just go put the money in my account. Yeah. And I don't even know what they are. But as long as the people I'm working with are cool, and we have the same vision for creativity and having fun, then I'm good. And as soon as that stops, I'm out. And that's what happened. That's why I left my other job. I know. But let me ask you this. I feel like, though, that's different. Like, for me in my position, like, it's my career. I'm not an athlete. So you being an athlete at one point in your life, you're still an athlete. That was a long time ago. Yes. Well, like, and I did shape up, though. You know what I'm saying? I, was on I that did. New I, diet, I, I told you today, you're looking yeah. good. You look like you lost some yeah. weight. Yeah, like I, I can see one of them abs coming through. I got one ab coming through. Yes. It's one. But, I can feel it. But as an athlete, you know, what would make you, 
even like as like a, a a professional, you know, NFL player, NBA player, like what makes you like leave somewhere again? Like what what would make you leave? Like would money make you leave, say the UFC to go somewhere else? Or again, like even a team, like even if you're surrounded by, you know, a great team, like as an athlete, I have no idea. Because again, like, I don't know. I feel like as an well, athlete, it's totally different. Well, no, not really. So during the, right before the pandemic, I actually got offered another job. So there's the UFC, and then in Asia, there's another organization called One FC, which is like it runs Asia. And the main, they have a main gym over there, and it's called Evolve. And they bring a lot of people over there, and they were looking for a head coach just right before the pandemic. Mm. And they wanted me to go over there. Wow. And they were going to pay me six figures to live in Singapore. Oh. Right. And I was going to go. The people were good? But then I was like, I didn't know if the, I didn't know if the people were good. I figured they would be. I mean, come on, Singapore. You know what I'm saying? Like people in Singapore, you know, they cool. I think. Anyway, I, 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 guess. I, I have no idea. So they was, was going to pay me six figures to go over there and be the head coach to this gym that produces fighters for this organization called One FC. And I said, hmm, I thought about it. And I was thinking, I don't know if the people are good. But and I was still working for American Top Team, which is the best, the biggest, one of the biggest gyms in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was still working for them. And then, so then I said, you know what? I don't know if the people are good, but I was content with where I was at the time. Yeah, I was content. But really, what it came down to was like I knew that I had a lot more opportunity here to do all the things that I was doing. Yeah, in terms of being on TV and stuff like that. So like that was really the deciding factor. But then when I started looking in my circle, looking at the circle at the place where I was working, I just named it. I'm not going to name it again. Yeah. I said the people weren't we, we didn't have the same vision no more. Mm-hmm. And I had to bounce. And that's when my loyalty left. Because loyalty to me isn't about what you had before. It also has a lot to do with where you're going. Yeah. And when you don't have the same vision, that loyalty is now for me broken. I get that. I understand that. So, because I think oftentimes people kind of get that, they kind of confuse that. They always think they're like, oh, I have to be loyal to this company or I have to be loyal to this person because, you know, because we have history. And I totally don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in having loyalty based on history. I think loyalty should be based on the vision of the future that you have with them. I understand that. And I could see again where these golfers they are looking at their future and this is an up and coming thing. And Hey, this live thing could like crash and burn in a year. No idea, but you would never, they, they don't know. But again, like they're looking ahead at their careers and it looks like from what they're saying, like, again, like there's more benefits to this, you know, live tournament than I guess what the PGA tour is doing. See, but I think, I think at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is there's a racial component in all this. Really? Of course it is. I mean, look where the money's coming from. Oh yes. So it's coming. It's coming from the Middle East. So now you got these dudes on a PGA tour, you know, some good old boys, and then now they, then you got these other dudes from the Middle East giving all these guys money, and now the good old boys like, yo, oh wait a minute, who's coming in doing what? Yeah, I, I again, I don't fully know what like the live tour is doing and everything that it entails and what golfers are getting. But all I've seen is that there's a lot of money there. 
a lot of money. And hey, some people are all about money. They just want money. I know. So in terms of that, so I mean, we get it. So in terms of work, but what about in friendships? Like, what would it take for you? Like, how, like, how would, like, we always talk, we always talk about that, the, the loyalty for, like, your friends. And would you sell somebody out for money? I don't, I've never been in a situation where I've been offered money to sell out a friend. But no, I mean, but, not necessarily. So, like, if you, let's say you were going to a concert or something and, and, you, and you were supposed to take one friend and then some, another friend came along that you might like better. Like, who would you take? Like, if somebody maybe offered you a better deal for something? I don't know. I think it would probably depend on just the situation. And also, like, some of my friends are really understanding in situations and others are not. See, this is why I don't trust you. You're a snake. No, I'm not. I don't trust you. No, because I'm that friend. I'm that very easygoing friend that if there was like, okay, actually, I'll use a great example. I was in a wedding and my friend that was getting married Like some people get really upset about the line of where you're placed in a wedding. Like if you're, you know, if you're the last girl, like, oh, you're the least favorite friend, whatever. You know, some people think that way. I was just so excited and so happy to be involved in the wedding and to be involved in the wedding party. I didn't care at all where I stood. And my friend knew that I wouldn't be upset no matter where she put me. And she ended up telling me, a handful of months after the wedding, like I was put us like she, she wishes she could have put me, she wanted to put me further up, but she had some friends that weren't that understanding and they would have been, they would have like made a fit of where they were. And so like, I'm a very easygoing friend where if someone was like, Hey, this came up, you know, I got this other ticket. Like, would you be okay? Obviously if it was like a concert that I was like dying to go to and like super upset or like just it, wanting to be at like yeah I might be a little upset but I also again like probably wouldn't care and would just understand because that's how I am as a person like, not me I don't mean, like I don't want to be in that stupid wedding anyway well no but, I wouldn't have wanted to be in that stupid wedding anyway but again I think it just depends on the situation because again I have friends who are super easygoing and other friends who I know aren't as easygoing and I'll probably go with them and just be like I'm sorry like this just came up and this happened like I'm sorry I'll make it up to you in some way but I've got a good group that I hope that 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 would never happen. Um, But I've never had to really sell out a friend. Or if I've been in a situation where, like, say I had to tell a friend something that I was told, I try not to get, like, other people involved. Like, I try to just deal with the situation. It's like, oh, I I found this out. And, like, try to just politely and gently go about it. But but have have you been offered money by and sold out a friend? See, like I said, I don't do nothing for money. See, like that's where that's where I draw. That's where me and you are a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a little okay. different from you because, okay. like, I draw the line on certain things like that because, like, I don't do anything for money. Like for me, it's just more about. I don't, I don't about, do anything for money. For me, I've never been offered money. For me, it's just more about happiness and you know being around cool people. You know, that's all it is for me. Well, I've never been offered money with friends, so I, we're still we're still the same. Don't okay. don't you worry. <laughs> so is so the rea- so is Brooks Kepka. Do Brooks Kepka or and all these other golfers that have left and went over to live, do they owe anything to the PGA Tour? Like, why is the PGA Tour getting mad at them? Do they owe them anything? Call us, call us. Do does the, these guys do these guys owe the PGA Tour anything? 888-760-3776. Let us know your thoughts on that. For me, I don't think they owe them nothing. 
I don't think they owe them anything. I think it's a normal thing where, again, like if you're on a basketball team and you want to be traded, if you're on a football team, you want to be traded. Like sometimes you're just not happy and they have this option of now going somewhere else and playing somewhere else. And I think it's also like a totally different opportunity and it's something different that they're going to try it out. And so I don't think they owe the PJ Tour anything. Yeah, but you know what? I think some of these football players is tripping though. Like some of these guys well, some are, of them so are, greedy. Div- are so greedy. Are so diva. They're so greedy and they're divas, and you know they see one guy get a contract and they're like, "Oh, I need to redo my contract because yeah. this guy got so much money and I want more money." And he might have like a cool unit behind him, but he just forgets about that and just goes, "Oh, I want to get more money because this guy got more money." So wait, I guess let me try to. Was there ever a MMA like league? That like, what was the first ever like MMA league and like the second one that came around? Like, can, is there a way like we can compare this to like almost like in like the UFC and another kind well, so, of? I mean, you can't really compare them because the UFC is the major is like the major is league. The PGA kind Tour. of it is kind of like the PGA and Tour, and then you have like the PFL yeah. that just came out, and they actually I was like, a lot the of those PFL guys. Yeah, so like a lot of those guys league. actually make more money, can make more money at the bottom end than the guys in the UFC. But once you're with the UFC, you can't really get out of that contract. Yeah, they won't let you out. So it's not like the it's not like the I guess the P, the PJ where you can leave if you want. But I think that's the PJ. Maybe the PJ Tour never thought that like this would happen and that P, that like their golfers would leave. But like, kind of bad on their part that they don't have some sort of contract with them where they couldn't leave because I feel like like. They, they they have they don't owe them anything again like they play for them but they had the opportunity to leave whenever they wanted like so they did have the opportunity to leave whenever they wanted I don't know I have no idea what a well, membership in the PGA Tour or what all that entails but it sounds like that they obviously are able to just leave and go play with live but again like you said in the UFC you don't have that option because you're on a contract yeah you you you're on a contract and you don't have that option to go off I mean and that's kind of been one of the biggest issues with some people, not necessarily the fighters, maybe some of some of them at the higher level. In fact, like the champ Francis Ngannou has kind of gone through that with the UFC right now because mm-hmm. he wants more money and he wants to fight Tyson Fury and he wants to do all this and that, but he's under contract with the UFC. So he's trying to ride his contract out so he can leave or renegotiate for more money or leave and then go take these big money opportunities elsewhere. So it's, that's kind of the same thing with him. But he can't leave right now like, like Brooks Kepka. Yeah, he can't just get can't walk, get up, walk, and leave right now. No, but it's a little different though because in terms of the UFC, they look at it as with our platform, we got you to this point where you're this popular. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I don't, I'm not sure if the PGA Tour looks at their athletes like that. Like it's because of us that we that you got this popularity. Is Brooks Kepka famous now because the PGA Tour got him famous? Yeah. Or did he make the PGA Tour famous? So, like, that's the difference. Like, we don't, I mean, I'm not sure if if the PGA Tour is responsible for Brooks Koepka's success. That's true. Also, I just thought of when I, I had a job in high school and I was at a tanning salon. And when I left, part of, like, my contract when I worked there was that, like, I couldn't go work at another tanning salon for, like, maybe six months. Like it was some, I agreed, like when I got a job there, like that was part of the agreement. Like if you are to like get fired, I think it was even like get fired or quit, whatever, like you couldn't. And I think they even do that 
with like I think TV related they do that, contracts. They do that almost with everything. Like when I had when I ran jujitsu schools, I had my instructors sign no compete clauses. So like when you worked for me and you ran my system and had my the way I did things. If you got fired or if you wanted to leave, you couldn't work within a certain radius. So, like, what what is the PJ Tour doing? Like, I know, like, are they I'm stupid? Com- yeah, like, are, like, what is going on? Like, how are, they made it so easy for pe- like for their golfers to leave and go anywhere else. So, at the end of the day, we just cracked the case. This we, is their problem. This is they, the P- they done caused this problem on themselves for not having no compete clauses. Probably because, like you said, there was no other they're, game, they're, no other fish in, in the sea, you know, the game in town. Yeah. So they just thought that they could just go and run everything. But now these boys from the Middle East came over with some with some ducats, and now they in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah, like they, they must have just never thought this would happen. Oh, and, you know, it, it, it probably was too late to what? They, like, they hear word of mouth that this tournament's about to, go, like, this live tour is about to happen. And then what? They're going to get their golfers to then sign a contract again? Like, no. Like, th- yeah, I think it's the PGA Tour's problem. Like, they got that. It's them. Listen, PGA Tour, you got yourself into this mess. Now y'all got to get out. Speaking of getting out, we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk some Ron, Rob Gronkowski. Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. He just retired. What's going on with this boy? We come back. This is Josh Cohn in the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. You're listening to Josh Cohen in the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. It was another full season of championships for the Kaiser Seahawks. The men's golf team recently captured their first NAIA championship. In addition, the coach Brandon Miller was named Coach of the Year, and freshman Jakob Stubhog won the National Individual Championship. Golf team also dominating in the classroom with an average GPA of over 3.8. Kaiser also captured championships in men's swimming women's swimming and men's soccer so get the latest on seahawk athletics go to kuseahawks.com that's kuseahawks.com and remember espn 106.3 is the flagship home for kaiser seahawks football twin peaks tuesday with this chris dina takeover we haven't had a takeover in a little while. Uh, we ain't had one in a while, and I'm glad we back, you know? I know. I was so excited when I didn't know until I looked at our schedule, and I was like, it's a Christina on Tuesday. Oh! I was so excited. So excited. So excited. Awesome. You know what I'm excited about? What? Rob Gronkowski no longer playing football, so that's one less thing about football season that I'm going to have to talk about. <laughs> You're right. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, I... I don't get this whole retiring, coming back, retiring again, like after a year or however long. What? Maybe did he play for anything? Two more years? I think, I think he, played he just for, played just one year. He came back for this one year. No, I think he. No, he played for two. Oh, he played for two because they, they he, he won, won the, the first Super Bowl one, and then and they, they didn't lost. win the second one. You're yes. right. But the thing here's here's the reality is that I don't. You know, he's immature anyway. Like he's an in, immature individual. But do you? I actually, I feel. I feel kind of bad for him because I feel like they set him up for like those commercials. Like they set him up to make him look dumb and like immature. And don't get me wrong, like he's a funny guy and he has like this bubbly personality. And I think like he 
he's this energetic, you know, fun, goofy guy. But some of the commercials that they have him in, yeah, they probably they I, ham I'm it up like for they sure. set him up to sound dumb. And well, I'm sure dumb. They, I'm sure they do that as well. But he probably doesn't really know what he wants. Right. But more than anything, he, you know what I think it is, maybe. What? Because I deal with a lot of guys in positions of retirement. Yeah, and you, so, you are yeah, a guy of retirement. Yeah. And oftentimes, they don't really want to fight. Like the guys I deal with, they don't want to fight. But they feel pressure that they have to because they can. Oh, like because they're good at this sport because and this craft? Because, yeah, they because they're stop? good at it. So, and, and sometimes it just becomes so a part of your identity that you don't, you don't know how to stop. That Tom Brady, and that's for sure with Tom Brady. Like it's so such a part of his identity that without it, he feels lost and he's not. He doesn't know what to do next. So, you know, he's going to continue to play football. And I think Tom Brady might have put a lot of pressure on Rob to be like, "Yo, come back. We can do this. We can do this." Yeah, that was like his his sidekick. Like that was his guy in New England, and then he retired. And I'm sure if like your best friend was like, "Hey, come to Tampa." It's sunny. The weather's beautiful. I'm over here. Like, come play. Why wouldn't you say yes? And Gronk seems like one of them type of guys who doesn't know how to say no to his homeboys. Like, he like he falls under peer pressure. So when Brady, the greatest of all time, was like, yo, come play with me over here, he probably was like, I really don't want to, but I don't know how to tell this dude no. I could see that. And I think, yeah, that's that's hard. And, like, too, I bet you Rob as well didn't want to stop playing football, and I don't remember the reason why he retired the first time. I feel like he was injured a lot. But, you know, again, he probably also felt like this is what I always wanted to do. And he wrote to, he wrote in his retirement thing on social media that, like, in he wrote a paper and said that he wanted to play professional football in Tampa. And then he, like, didn't even remember that until he, like, went to Tampa and so he probably just felt like, yeah, like this, all I've wanted to do my whole life is be a professional football player. And that, that's what I do. And that's what he did. And, and it's he, probably so hard to go from, again, doing professional football most of your life and then to having to switch and do something else. Like, it's, like yeah, it's because very there's, difficult there's only so many TV spots available, radio positions available. Like you have to, and again, unless you, they make obviously a lot of money and they're definitely, there's so many platforms now that you can do podcasts on, like just social media in general. You can do like anything you want with it, but it's probably so hard to figure out like, what's my next thing? That's not handed, like not handed to you. Like he worked to get into the NFL, but like he was drafted there. Yeah, but I think, I don't think that he would have a, a, a guy like that doesn't have an issue finding work afterwards or finding something to do afterwards. I think it's convincing himself and convincing other people that he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And that's what happens to a lot of people is that they, they don't want to do it, but the pressure around them of people going, oh my God, you're in the NFL or, you know, you know who would kill to be in your position. There's so many kids that would kill. At one point, as Josh, what I say, if you, if you, Treat the job like you always wanted it when you when you got it, whatever it is that he whatever says. The but is. the reality is, is that things change. Yeah. And sometimes it's not really what you want anymore. And to me, it seems like this is not what he wants to do. He doesn't want to play professional football. He doesn't want to be out on that grind every day 
waking up at five, going to practice and meetings and practice and meetings all day and preseason and getting hit and doing all that stuff. Like he probably just wants to enjoy his life. He's got plenty of money. He probably just wants to enjoy his life. And but he's got people going, man, you need to play football. And then his homeboy Tom Brady is like, yo, come back, play. Yeah. And I'm sure he just wants to chill and just hang out and have fun. But he probably just doesn't know how to say no. I thought of another athlete that I feel like would, that probably has those people. Like, I feel like Conor McGregor. He probably has all those people, well, barely, like the few people in, around him that are, like, I could see him, like, never giving up because he they're like, why? You're, like, a face and you're a name. And, like, why would you stop? Well, no, and, and sometimes we have this issue, especially in the fight game. We have an issue where we like to look at people at their best, mm-hmm. and we don't realize that they're not always going to be that good. So, like, you look at Connor from five years ago when he was knocking people out. You, he's not that same guy no more. What about Tony Ferguson? You know, oh my God, like, you know my feelings Tony, towards yeah, him. Tony Ferguson, like Tony Ferguson, at one time won twelve fights in a row, and he was he was a murderer. Like he would like you got in front of him and you didn't leave looking the same, but he's not that guy no more. But he don't realize that. Oh, and the people around him, and the people around him also don't realize that because they're thinking, oh man, th- listen, you'll get it back. You know, you just you gotta are the do- best. Yeah, you just got to train harder next time, or you just got to do this next time. You just got so they convince themselves that they're the same guy and they're not. No. So, like, that's the issue. It's like sometimes guys need to retire, but they can't because they're still living in the past. They got that high school Al Bundy syndrome where they're thinking that because they played high school quarterback that they can stay, that they the man forever. Yeah. That's why I always tell my son, don't peak too early, son. <laughs> don't peak too early. Don't try to be the man too early because if you peak too early, you ain't got nowhere to go but down. I that, feel that. Because that's how, that's how I'm living my life. Because, like, when I was in high school, like, I was, you know, I was quiet. And I was shy. And I ain't really want to, you know, I knew better. I said, I don't want to peak now because, you know what I'm saying, I got a lot more to do. Like, when I'm 40, that's when I'm trying to You're peak. You're peaking now. Yeah, now I'm trying to peak when yes. I'm, you know, now I'm, you know, I'm grown. Yeah. But people that peak too early, they then they can't go backwards. So now, like, you know, they was captain of the football team. They was the man in high school. And then when they get out, they got nowhere to go. Yeah. And that's what happens to a lot of people. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure that happened to, to Rob Gronkowski, but but the reality is, is I think we need to just let him retire, and I don't think that, that we're going to want to. No, we're not going to want him to retire because again, like him and Brady are this duo, and they were in Tampa together, and they want you know everyone wants them to come back and get to Super Bowl again, and you know make history or whatever with Brady again. But again, you everyone has to do what's, like, best for them. And I, I hope that he's not convinced in some sort of way to come back. And, too, again, like, I don't I don't like this whole retire, come back, retire again. Like, I feel like there needs to be a limit. Yeah, they should, almost like a presidency. Like, you can't you can't win presidency more than twice. So that should be, well, retirement. Like, you can't retire, retire twice. Retire. Retire. You can't retire more than Two times, like twice. That's it. Like once you retire twice, like they don't let you come back after that. Yeah. And again, unless it's like you have to retire for like certain reasons. But like, I feel like, you know, those are rare. But yeah, if it's, you know, again, I don't remember why Rob retired the first time, but whatever his reasoning is now, and he doesn't really like fully say it and what he posts on social media, but I hope he sticks with it and is happy and doesn't get like convinced to come back. And then he has like a, 
I'm sure he has a plan and obviously many opportunities to like do things now that he's retired. They just need to let him do things and need to encourage him to do other things. I mean, it's like I go at it with my co-host on my serious show, RJ Clifford, every show because he wants Habib Nurmagomedov to come back to fighting. I'm like, dude, let the man retire in peace. Like he doesn't want to fight no more. He's like, oh man, you know, we whatever it takes to get him back. You know, whatever we have to do to get him, if Connor can do it or if Charles Oliveira can do it, I'm like, let him retire in peace. And I think that's the same that we should do with with Gronk. Let the man retire in peace. He wants to go and do the the New Year's Eve party with Steve Harvey and throw the football down. You know what I'm saying? Like, let yeah. him do that stuff. Yeah. Let him let him be a clown. Let him have some Dorito endorsements. Let him be a clown. Let him hang, have fun. Like, he's did his time in football. If he wants to retire, I say we let him retire. And I don't think we should try to bring these guys back. I don't know why everybody always assumes that, oh, man, you know, you're, you've been good and you're in a position that so many kids would love to be in. How could you pass up this opportunity? Man, let the man retire. He don't want to play no more. This could be crazy, but, like, I feel like LeBron won't retire because I think, like, he, like, he's just, he's going until he, like, can't anymore. And he obviously is doing, like, so many different things outside of basketball. But, like, too, like, he's, I hope that he doesn't do the whole retire and come back, whatever. But, like, he, I feel like he's that athlete that, like, isn't going to do what Tom Brady did. Like, he's going to, like, play the game until he can't anymore. And, you know, he has his goals. Like, he wants to play with his son. And then... You know, he has obviously a lot of other things he's going to work on, movies, school. Well, this is what happens in a fight game. Like, when you don't retire when you're supposed to, you start looking bad. Like, NFL is a little different because, like, if you're not playing good, they're going to get rid of you because the the team is going to lose. And I don't think LeBron would, like, do it till he got bad. I think he would go out, like... On a like on a bank on a, on a high note. Yes. Well, hope. Well, like, but sometimes you don't know because you still think that you can come back. It's like it's like gambling. Like you're sitting at the table and you keep losing. You go, oh man, that's gonna get hot once. It's about to get hot. It's about to get hot. And that's how these guys think is they think that they're about to get hot, but it never happens. Yeah. And and that's what happened with Roy Jones. Like Roy Jones, he's one of my favorite boxers of all time. He should have retired. Like. Eight years before he did, but he kept fighting, thinking he was going to get it back and was getting knocked out. I'm talking about flat lines, cold, stiff. And it was like, it was getting bad. It was like, oh, man, and you started feeling sorry for him. Like, they don't deserve that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just let them, just let them go. But what if you, as an athlete, like, what if you don't, like, have a bad career? Like, Floyd Mayweather. Or, you know, again, I don't know all their past. But, like, I feel like he's, like, always been at, like, a high well, I mean, he went out on his own terms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, now he comes back and does these exhibitions just for – because, again, like, it's still part of his DNA. Like, mm-hmm. fighting is a part of his DNA. So, he still trains and he still does these exhibitions. What about Cowboy? Cerrone's. He needs to retire. <laughs> I heard yes. he's a great actor. So just, I feel like he's a great with actor. the fight not happening this week, like, these are so many signs yeah, to him. Of, was, like, we're on yeah, number two. That was like, the universe just, telling him. The universe is telling him, like, you don't want to fight again. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't fight again. And he, it didn't happen because his opponent dislocated his knee right before it happened. And then he did some exercises upstairs. And then his knee was working again. And he tried to get the fight back. And it didn't happen. And they said, now we're going to cancel it. Yeah. See the signs, It was people. the signs. Like, no, it was really crazy. Speaking of the signs, we got to take another break. When we come back, we are going to talk some UFC recap because I was there in-house, eight knockouts, and I'm going to break them down for you. When we come back, this is Josh Cohen and the home team. 
You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Dean Thomas and Tina on a Twin Peaks Tuesday. We are back. Final segment of the hour. I was going to get into some fights. But since I was there, I have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I've got. I didn't watch it, but and I've you got didn't questions. even watch it, and there were, and there were so many knockouts. But I do want to get into something else, and this has happened when I was in Bristol. Oh, yeah, when I was at the ESPN headquarters in Bristol, and what made me, what reminded me of this is because apparently there's some like some hockey game going on tonight. <laughs> yeah. So what is it like the I Stanley's watched, Cup? I watched a crazy hockey game on Saturday. Who won? Well, the Avalanche won, but it was like seven zero. Like I, it was insane. I I couldn't believe the game was still going on. Like they can't come back. Like they should just stop this. And then, like there's no, there's no. Like I guess there is a way they could come back if they just like scored seven times in like the three minutes that was remaining. But it was wild. They would just. It was like, like a football the, like score, I seven felt, nothing. I felt so bad for Tampa's goalie, so bad for him. <laughs> was 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 he playing with blindfold? I don't know, <laughs> but I felt so bad for him because again, it was like seven zero. I hope that wasn't in Tampa. Was it in Tampa? No. Okay, good. Thank God. Yeah, no, that's good at least for him. So, I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of hockey, but every once in a while, I'll turn on ESPN when I'm watching ESPN. And I've seen this guy on there before, and his name is Barry Melrose. Have you ever seen him? No. He's a good-looking guy. Like, like he's, you know, he's an older gentleman, very distinguished-looking. Okay. And I've seen him on there before a few times. So I said, you know, and he look, you know, he looks like a sharp dude. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. sharp-looking. Yeah, he's a sharp-looking guy, right? Nice head of hair. Nice head of hair. That's what I'm saying. Like for an older guy, nice head of hair. Yeah. Facial hair, well manicured, so on and so forth. He's 65. Whoa. 65 years old. So I said, yeah. So he's very distinguished-looking. So I'm at the ESPN headquarters, and I saw him there. Did you fangirl? No, I was just like, oh, that go old boy, because he was actually on set. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that go old boy, and I said, that's the dude. But I didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, you know, fast forward, that moment passes. We get back to the hotel, and you know, we all stand at the same hotel. And I get in the elevator, and as I'm standing in the elevator, guess who comes walking in? Barry Melrose. Barry Melrose. Except he did not look like he looked on TV. <laughs> Oh, really? I mean, this dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because on TV, his hair is nice. He just come combed. from, like, the pool or something or the it looked, gym? It looked like he jumped in the pool with his suit on. Oh. He was so sweaty. Oh, he just worked out? I don't know. I was I was going to say, bro, did you run here? <laughs> I was like, dude, why are you so sweaty? He was so sweaty. Like, his shirt was all, like, undone out of, out of his pants. His tie was all on all crooked. He was so sweaty. His hair was all messed up. He had no makeup on. And I was, and I get in the in the elevator. He gets in the elevator. And I was like, "How you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, hey, you doing? Yeah, doing." Oh, did he have a different voice too? And he's hey, like, "I don't. Set? I never heard him talk." You know okay. what I'm saying? I just, see, but like that was, you know, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, man, that's not the guy that I've seen on TV. Does makeup really make like a big difference on I, set? I mean, I don't know, like. 
for me, you know what I'm saying? You I, said you look like Lil Richie. I did look like Lil Richard that one time. Yeah. Lil I look like I look like Prince. They had me looking like Prince. You said yes, you said yeah. that too. Um, but for him, like but even without the makeup, like I was looking at this dude like, yo, how, why are you so sweaty and look like you just got in a fight? Like he looked messed up. That's strange. And it and it really kind of ruined my perception of him. Oh. No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really want to hate on him like that, but it just kind of ruined my perception. I'm like, this dude, like Barry Melrose, like when you see him on TV, he looks so smooth. You know what I'm saying? He'd be on there looking like a smooth criminal, like he's a cool cat. Yeah. And then my introduction, and then I seen him in real life, you know, on set, and he was still smooth. And then when I finally got a chance to get up on him and meet him, he we in the elevator together, and he looking like he just got beat up. Well, he's just being himself. He probably just had a workout or... One for in his run. suit, he was wearing his suit. Oh, he was wearing his. He like, was still like, in his suit. He was in his suit. His tie was all crooked, and his shirt was all undone. And he was all sweaty. His hair was all messed up. How far was your hotel from like the main like ESPN? It's like a five minute drive. Maybe he did walk there. Maybe he I was walked thinking back. he must. I was thinking maybe he didn't get catch a he didn't get a ride. He had to walk. I didn't know you were meaning he was like actually in like his suit. He suit. was still in his suit suit. He must have like walked there or something because I find that odd if he was in a vehicle and then like I wanted to, yo, I wanted to ask him. I wanted to be like, yo, man, what happened? You're like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yo, you need help. You, you should you have asked. To, I was gonna be like, yo, you need you need some help, man. You know, you got you got a problem. You so now like you on that stuff. <laughs> You never said anything to him. No, like, I didn't did, say did you that. Introduce I yourself. I didn't. I didn't introduce myself because I barely recognized him, and then I felt so bad. I felt so bad that that was him. That I was just kind of like, oh man, like you know what they say: don't never meet your heroes. I mean, not that he was my hero, but yeah, you know, just it was a lot different from the experience I was expecting to see when I saw this guy. Yeah, crazy. Well. Hour number two coming back. When we come back, we are going to talk some fights. We still got a busy show. We'll be back.